so, so, so scandalous. Anticipating something. Talking about the dance in your pants. You're listening to The Naughty Rude Show, Sin's home of sexuality, identity and relationships on Sin Nation. Welcome to The Naughty Rude Show. You're here with James, Dana, Holly and Ruby. We're talking about Cosmo today. We're talking about identity and and labels and stuff and it gets steamy. It's going to get real great. You're going to James explain to me. Yeah, um, we are. Yeah, I'm James. I'm a straight white male man, and I'm single. I'm Ruby. I am in a relationship, and I am a cis female. I'm Holly. I'm a cis female single as well. I'm Dana. I'm 24 and cis female. So let's jump into it. Um, if you have any questions, you can send us Send them in to us at thenaughtyridgeshow.tumblr.com forward slash ask and you don't need to have a Tumblr account to send us the questions. Or you can also tweet us at Naughty Rude or DM us on Facebook. Just search for The Naughty Rude Show. Well, should we jump straight in? We've got our first segment today, which is... Don't know anything, Please. Uh, this is a James explaining. Explain to James where I I've just got some questions. I don't really know. I don't know <laughs> anything. I've I've learned a lot over the last few weeks, but I've still got some questions, things that I need figuring out. Um, I wanted to ask. Uh, we had a great Tumblr question last week. Uh, someone looking to you know meet people, asking where can people go to meet other people like them. Yeah. Um, how do you meet people? Great question. I mean, it sounds just, like such a simple thing to just... I guess if you're in school, you can, like, meet people at, like, high school or university or if you have any, like, other activities. Like, if you go to the gym, you can meet people at the gym right. or at work as well. Just, like, yeah, people that you interact with in your daily life. See, I find this is the hardest part about dating for me because I don't really like being approached or talking to strangers. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, I want to date and, like, be out there. So you see how they're, like, conflicting <laughs> desires? Yeah, see, that's the thing is that some people don't want to meet people. So how do you know who, who wants to be? Yeah, people? how do you know who's single and who's taken? Yeah. Well, yeah. That's yeah. why a traffic light party is great. Although yes. it's very creepy. So a traffic light party, for those listeners out there who don't know, is where you wear a T-shirt the colour according to whether you're single, taken or oh. not interested. So a red would be taken, a green T-shirt would mean that you're single, ready to mingle, and orange is like not interested, kind of leave me alone. Well, some right. people do orange for like it's complicated. Yeah, that's well. what I thought orange was as well. Like, Ooh, that's a better one. For the one. right person, I could bend some rules. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I take it as. But then, you know, it's kind of like a bit taboo because do you really want to wear a green T-shirt because it doesn't make you too keen in today's day and age? I've got a great mm. green T-shirt. My new f- T-shirt, it's not a T-shirt, it's a shirt and it's green. It's kind of like a dark You're green. so you'd wear it based on what you have in your wardrobe, really. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'd wear that. <laughs> Alrighty, how do you meet people? Holly, what do you reckon? I feel like I always get stuck meeting people at like work or through friends. Yeah. Is that where I you meet like most people? Well, that's where I've met like the person I like now. But at work, it gets difficult. Like I think we've mm. spoken about this before on the show, like the complications that are involved with dating someone that you work with. Mm. So you can meet great people there, but be warned <laughs> that your job <laughs> may be at stake. Um, yeah, so I feel like that's... And Ruby also met her boyfriend there. So I feel like yeah. that's the mo- probably one of the most common places to meet people well, these days. Yeah. As you get older, like majority of people say that they met their partner through work. Like, really? Not necessarily like working in the same departments, but just like, yeah. Well, that or work. online. Yeah. I feel like everyone's meeting online now. Yeah. Well, it also depends on, well, I guess you spend a lot of your time at work. So you would get to know your mm. team or another team quite well at work. Yeah. Right. Because, you know, a nine-to-five full-time job for a lot of people is where you would kind of... And, you know, I guess if you're in a full-time position, you're probably a little bit older, so you might be ready to meet someone. Mm. So that's probably where those stats come from. Yeah. 
That's a good idea. Yeah, it seems like um, works like a good, uh, like it, it sort of bonds you just to be in the same, just going through an experience with other people. Well, yeah, because you have something in common. Like you can always yeah. talk about work because you have like yeah. shared interest. Yeah. Mm. That's why I liked um, this theory I heard um, that one of the best places to go and meet people is like doing an activity that you just really like. Yeah, I, yeah. I met someone this year that. that that was just like at a comedy night, and like comedy is my thing. And I, I found looking back on it, I realized, yeah, I was, I was doing something that, that I like. I was um, uh, something that I was passionate about, and sort of showing the best version of myself. Yeah, exactly. And you have that point in common where I like. I've met quite a few people at music festivals. Yeah. I'm super into Australian music, and you can kind of bond over which bands you like. Yeah, yeah. Which mosh pit kind of people you hate? Like, yeah. hatred is a great thing to bond over <laughs> at a music festival. So I've met a lot of people through music, and like have bonded. Even if it's just friends, met people, and especially if you meet someone through a friend, then I feel like there is a amount of trust there because if your friend likes that person yeah. enough to be their friend, then there might be a decent person. Yeah, and you've got someone to talk about. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so that's it's been helpful. Uh, What's meeting your next people. question? Um, well, like once you've met people, how, sorry, how do you how do you message people? Because I'm, I'm terrible at messaging. As it sort of came, like every, when I started high school was when everyone sort of switched from MySpace to Facebook. <laughs> and so, what a time it was! Haven't we seen so many social media platforms in our, I guess, yeah, in so our like, generation? So like suddenly that was there. That was like the game that everyone was trying to play, and I could never do it. How do you? How do you? How do you go about doing it for like someone who's just, just starting out? Just mm. starting out, Can just I starting their question? career. Yeah, yeah. Uh, James, do you, when you message, if you're messaging someone, are you a sort of like a reply straight away kind of guy or do you leave it for a bit, think about it, or do you leave it and forget about that it? That was my next sort of sub-question is like how long is reasonable to like wait for replies if or like expect a reply? If you're messaging someone that you might be into or whatever, would yeah. you reply straight away if they message you? If they you- message me back. Do I just reply as soon as I get the yeah. message? Oh, no, pretend I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't understand this notion. No, no, because I if like I'm... It. Otherwise, first of all, I'll forget about it. And yeah. then if I'm pretending I'm busy, then it'll be like seven hours because I'll just forget about it. Whereas if I reply, I'll get the message, my phone buzzes, and then if I reply straight away and then they think you're too keen, like, I think that's so stupid. If they're playing yeah, games... Yeah, that's what I'm worried about. ...then they're not worth dating. But I feel like that is a... I hate to use the word courting, but that is like a strategy that people use these days to make themselves look cool and be- it's like giving that Instagram version of yourself. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, have you seen I feel like in every movie it's like, oh, wait 3 days like 3 days after the date before you call them. Yeah, Sorry, what's that if about? You wait is three that true? Days, I'm You're I've assumed yeah, yeah, but I've forgotten I'm obsessing, but I've also assumed <laughs> I'm, I'm also assuming that you're having sex with someone else, so now I'm not interested. Do you know right. what I mean? Yeah. Now my, his time yeah. is spent with somebody else now, so bye. So you should just message whenever you want, whenever you feel like it. I, yeah, I feel like I'm kind of with Dana. Like, don't play games with me. Like, a day is too long. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. I usually wait, like, 15, 20 minutes from the first message, and then I wait to see how long the other person mm. takes to reply, mm. and then if they take, like... Half an hour. I'll take like forty minutes, just like oh, a little I'm bit already longer. exhausted <laughs> hearing about you it. You got the so calculator out. Do <laughs> yeah. I have enough shit to do in my day? I no. cannot time your text messages. If you're not going to reply, buzz off. It's so hard to know when to expect a reply because some sometimes people will reply straight away. Sometimes you're left waiting. Like I've, I, th- I waited uh, this year once one month for like a first reply. What? No. <laughs> Um, did you send a message in between or did you just leave it and no, then you like got, I, a month later you got a response? Oh, maybe I did some send some messages in between, but I didn't get like that first reply for like a month. Oh, Jesus. And it's, it was, it ended up being so worth it. Like we went out and had I a know, great time. It sounds like bullshit and it should be, but um, I don't know. Cause normally I would, you know, say yeah a month's way too much I've I've moved on I don't move on very quickly 
So, <laughs> not the way. That's great. Mm. Not to be harsh. I feel like that's the exception, not the rule. Like yeah. if someone waits a month, normally that means they're not interested. Yeah. 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 That was. A and great I exception. also don't like the one where after you go out on a date and then. I've done this only once and I felt really guilty about it when they message you and you're just not interested so you don't reply. I think you owe them if you've been out on a date. If or you've had a good like, time, yeah, yeah, yeah. But even if you've had a rubbish time, just you owe them that just um, uh, thank you so much uh, for going out with me but unfortunately this time I'm not interested. Just something to like yeah. n- not leave them hanging. I think that's just a respectful thing to yeah. do. That sounds good. I agree. There we go. Do you have any more James explaining questions, James? Well... Yeah, so, like, how do you know when to uh, break it off and, like, say that you're not interested? Well, if you've had a shit time. If you've had just a shit time on one date. Oh, actually, yeah, touche, touche. I would say... Does anybody have any success stories about, like, going on a second date after the first one was... Yes, okay, so I... No, but it comes full circle, though. Okay. Because the first... Oh, I don't even know how long. For the first couple months that I dated my ex, every time after I saw him, I would say, no, nah, I'm never going out with him again. <laughs> and this is your ex who you dated for like three years. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, looking back in retrospect, maybe we shouldn't have t- <laughs> <laughs> oh, so Maybe I should have oh, trusted no. like my gut. Do you know what I mean? But I'm sure you learned lots from the relationship. Oh, I though. did. Oh, yeah, he was a great guy. Like, I don't regret it, but... I feel right. like sometimes you can be really nervous on a first date, so you might yeah. not come across the best. So having a second date in a more casual setting mm. or something like that, once the first date nerves are over, you can get to know someone a little bit better. Yeah, no, right. I agree. Especially, I feel like I come across very, like, intense. So I would like a second date to kind of, like, reel back all the <laughs> wrongs I've done in the first <laughs> okay. dates. And a second chance in a way. Yeah, it's like a chance to redeem yourself. So you wouldn't you wouldn't break it off after a bad first date for you. It depends what they said on the date. Okay. To make me be turned off. <laughs> there we go. That's that was James explaining for our week. Thank you. I've learned a lot. That's great. Let's let's throw a little uh, a little sound bite in here. was explained to James where we explain all the questions that James has to him in three different opinions really but we've got a segment coming up we're going to be talking about the importance or unimportance a couple of us in the studio have differing opinions on labels mm-hmm. can't wait to talk about it on it yeah really yeah. get into the the meatiness of it let's throw to a track though this one here is hotline bling by drake you're listening to the naughty rude show on sin nation you're listening to the Naughty Rude Show on Sin Nation. Catch it by surprise there, James. <laughs> yeah, I hit myself in the mouth with the mic. Um, I'm James here with Dana, Nicole, oh, Dana, um, Holly and Ruby. And you just heard Hotline Bling by Drake and Labels by Rachel Platten. Speaking of labels... Yeah, speaking of labels, um, so in the studio, we ended up getting in a little bit of debate of a debate about labels, um, and we thought we'd bring it on air, because it got quite heated. I feel I'm like, running for this! <laughs> um, just our observation, like, in the greater society in general, people are kind of hesitant to define relationships or anything these days I mean at least that's my experience we don't really want to put a label on it until like later on or they don't see the importance of it um in my opinion I still feel like there's value in it just from a sense of like security and knowing like what you are with the person but I mean Dana has some different opinions yeah but that's based on my past experience so this is a pretty rotten situation that happened. I was dating a guy for about eight or nine months and we hadn't said the G word or the B word. No. Yeah, because we were like <laughs> we're like twelve. Nah, this was only a couple of years ago. Um so we we hadn't sort of labelled it as boyfriend or girlfriend or anything like that. And it was just in my head it was just assumed we'd been dating for eight or nine months, like get out of town. We weren't mm. seeing anybody else to my knowledge, blah blah blah. Uh, to my knowledge, yeah. Yeah, um, that's the key word. Yeah, yeah, this is a relationship that is now long gone, thank God. But, um, 
Yeah, I I uh, took him to we t- I took him away for the weekend for his birthday, and uh, just one morning I just said, "Hey, do you want to be that person that I call my boyfriend?" And then he sort of didn't respond, and that made me really nervous. I said, "Look, like, well, can't we talk about this?" And he's like, "Oh no, we'll talk about it later." He put it off, put it off. I kept bringing it up throughout the day, um, and he put it off and put it off, and then we went to a cafe on the way back to Melbourne and. He broke up with me. No. Yes. No way. See, like, if you'd only been together for a couple of weeks, like, I would understand. But because it was, like, nine months. Yeah, no, the boyfriend part was implied, I feel. I feel like it was implied. It's like he had this complete phobia to commitment. And once I said that word, he was like, nah, tap out. Gal, I'm out. And we broke up. I was just, like, in complete shock. I'd just taken him away for his birthday. A couple of hundred bucks. Um, I thought things were going fine and dandy. We had a great time and then he didn't want to have the conversation and we broke up. I was like, how do you respond to that? So now I have a phobia of like having that conversation even if I'm in a grown-up relationship. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So you so need the label. I, you needed to know that... Well, I didn't need the label, I guess. It was just that it was an obvious conversation then I was just like right. oh yeah let's, let's just have this conversation because in my head it was already implied so I was just going to be oh yeah no worries okay great let's go have coffee but no it was let's go break up oh. <laughs> so I am have a phobia of labeling things these days because do what you, if it ends in disaster again do you wish you had asked if you guys were boyfriend and girlfriend sooner so you could find out all this information sooner uh, I don't like things went the way they went and I wouldn't change them now at yeah. all because thank God it's over. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just to me I was it's not a story I've ever heard from any of my mates. You know, I guess people have that conversation a little earlier than I did, but it was also the first time I'd had that conversation, so I didn't really know how it went. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I have a similar story to Dana's in the sense that I was dating a guy on and off, in my opinion, for, like, two years. Like, this is, like, a back in high school. Like, we were, like, miniature. And miniature. My, <laughs> <but> physically <laughs> tiny, gnome size. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. But then, like, I guess after everything was said and done, he would tell people, oh, yeah, we were just friends. And I'm like, wait, just friends? Like, I feel like in my head, like, friends I would don't call have- him my ex. Ah, Do you know what I mean? Friends don't have their tongues down each other's throats, (laughs) throats, mate. (laughs) Exactly. Uh So for that reason, I feel like now I almost... I'm like a you were cheated. label, a jacu- like premature ejaculator. <laughs> like, no, I, I think in that situation you were maybe cheated of a label. Maybe yes. you wanted that label. You were cheated of a label. But now I'm scarred to the in the opposite way that you are in the You've way over-labeled that things. Now I'm an over-labeler. <laughs> Whereas you're label averse. What do you reckon, Ruby? I don't know. I feel like... I feel like you need labels for the security. With your relationship now, how soon in did you guys pop a label on it? I don't think we ever did. Wait, but like, so you don't know if he's a boyfriend so you now? Had, <laughs> so this is what I need. This is That's the hard you, thing, yeah. Now telling me that no, I'm okay like, to not put a label on this thing that I'm doing right now? Like we knew that we were together and we were exclusive, but we never said the words, will you be my girlfriend, will you be my boyfriend? Okay, do you think that... We need to do that in today's society. Because you used to um, have like a whole courtship thing. You used to like be fiance um, and then like husband and wife. And I then just thought you said you used to be Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I wish, mate. <laughs> yeah, we all do. Um, but yeah, it used to be like so official and you knew you knew where you stood. Whereas now there's this huge grey area. Where 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 do you stand? I, I I'm kind of like. Not controlling, but like I, I want to, I want to know. I feel like I want to know what, if you what know we that you're both exclusive, it's like not as bad. But if you yeah. know that the other person's been dating other people, then you need you, to like, mm. yeah, clarify. So you think it. the the key to this is not if you have the label of boyfriend or girlfriend; it's if you've established are you monogamous or yeah. not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly That's only that. if it's a monogamous relationship, not if you're polyamorous. Exactly. As well. Yeah. So. Good tips, mm. good tips. But I still will continue to be scared of labelling. And I would still be a premature labeler. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Uh, you can 
You can weigh in at Tumblr. The Naughty Rude Show? Yeah. Tumblr.com forward slash ask. Have you ever prematurely labelled or underlabeled as I have? Are you Holly or are you Dana in this scenario? <laughs> it's pretty Take much the what? quiz. Yeah. Let's get some team hashtags going. Absolutely. Uh, team Holly, team Dana. <laughs> uh, just let us know on Tumblr. It's completely anonymous and you don't have to have an account to let us know. Later on, we are going to be doing a tribute to Cosmo Magazine because unfortunately, after many a year, Cosmo Magazine, Cosmopolitan, is... I guess closing down. Yeah, Not closing is, down. What would you say? No longer. It is no longer folding. Fold, oh, no longer issuing. Nice pun. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> love it. We're going to be reading out some sex and relationship tips from old Cosmopolitan magazines later in the show, so do stay tuned for that one. Sugar and spice and everything nice. Welcome back to the Naughty Rude Show. I'm Holly and I'm here with James, Dana and Ruby. At hey, the <laughs> At the top there, we heard Eventually by Tame Impala. Then we just heard Paint It Black by the Rolling Stones. Good classic. Yeah, and the reason we had a Rolling Stone track in there, because coincidentally, it we found I found an article this week that I want to share with you guys in Rolling Stone magazine, and it is very relatable content. Mm. Well, not that we've done sex scenes, but, um, well, you never know. <laughs> but... Emily Mead, who's an actress that stars in The Juice, which is a TV show uh, in America at the moment, she recently had to conduct a sex scene, and despite having done sex scenes as an actress since she was 16... 16? Yes. She um, expresses that it's always made her feel sort of uneasy and alone, Mm -hmm. and she doesn't want to sort of let any of the team down, but it can be quite... I imagine it can be quite a confronting experience. And so she initiated uh, to her crew and her director and production management that she wanted to change this uh, uneasiness that she felt when conducting a sex scene to be filmed for the show. So for the first time ever, they had, she has changed the way that sex scenes are filmed where they got an int- what they've labelled an intimacy coordinator in to be within earshot when the scene is being filmed. Uh, She really looks after the actress who is uh, conducting the scene or acting out the scene. Uh, For example, in this scenario, she was uh, acting, uh, conducting a blowjob, but it was like a dildo and that kind of thing, but she was given knee pads by this intimacy uh, coordinator. The intimacy coordinator was nearby within earshot watching a monitor so that if any concerns arose, they could be dealt with uh, straight away. Mm -hmm. And what um, Emily Mead was trying to do was to really change the sort of especially at the moment, the change, the attitude towards sexual assault and rape culture, especially in Hollywood. So I think that this is a huge initiative and Mm. now that it's starting to be implemented for actresses in Hollywood, it kind of makes no sense to me that something like this, sort of a safety net around actresses wasn't implemented sooner, do you not think? Yeah, because I feel like with Game of Thrones, like there was lots and lots of sex in that TV series and surely people would have had similar issues to Emily Mead during that time when it was being filmed. So yeah, it is interesting how you point out that it wasn't brought about sooner. Yeah, I think previously it seems like it was just more about, I don't want to stereotype and say that every director that filmed a sex scene like that filmed a sex scene was a male but it just seems like that's like the common thread Mm. per se and it was more about what he wanted for the sex scene rather than the female actress's kind of comfort level or anything like that so I like that I guess we're putting the focus back on people that are actually working doing the work and that's how it should have been all along Yeah, like directors just forget that they're not just actors they're like people yeah, it's not all yeah. just about the scene, especially when things can get like pretty graphic. Yeah. There's an upside in that article as well um, about how the intimacy coordinator works kind of with the director to kind of help direct, because directors aren't usually that experienced in um, in sex scenes. So that like she was like helping them direct to actually like make the scene also look more more real but yeah. yeah like get it keep it professional that's and I help think, them out yeah the key difference is making it not smutty and keeping it professional like this 
actress is being paid for this role. Mm. You do the sex scene in a professional manner. It doesn't make her feel uncomfortable. She's just mm. rocking up to a day at work. So I think keeping that professionality to the situation and the scenario, it shouldn't be viewed as something that's laughable or something that, you know, people are treating her inappropriate, inappropriately about. Yeah, you've got to have a professional standard, which is yeah. what this article was all about, how um, they're changing the standards of, like, all, all TV. People are refusing to work without intimacy coordinators. I think that, yeah, that's a... Which is what it should be. It is astounding to me that something like this... It's 2018. Why isn't this something that has been implemented before? It just goes to show you've got to speak up. If un- Until someone did speak up, this wouldn't didn't happen. So it's a very, very brave thing to do and very important. Especially in... I completely agree with you, James, that especially in... Uh, I guess a lot of films are male-dominated scenes and producers and directors are male, especially in Hollywood. It is a fact that it is a male-dominated industry. And for a female actress to really speak up, first of all, and not be shut down, because imagine if you spoke up and you got fired because of it. Sure, Mm. but I'm sure that it's happened before. Plenty of times. If you're putting your own... Uh, career at risk Mm. and I know that it's happened in the musical theatre industry that if you speak up you can potentially get on the bad sides Mm. of um, casting directors if you're on the bad side of casting director in the Australian musical theatre industry you'll never be cast again I know and I feel like it's kind of like that stigma that keeps people from coming forward do you know what I mean? So I'm kind of glad that, I guess, with the implementation of things like this we're kind of slowly breaking that down and chipping it away and it comes at a time where it's uh, where I guess female actresses have more uh, power because of the Times Up and Me Too movements. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and I think it's also like important that I guess with this intimacy coordinator, at least there's if something were to go awry, there's like a witness. Do you know what I mean? Someone that would be like on their side because I feel like too often it's like he said, she said. Yeah. And yeah. then, like, at least there'd be someone to say, hey, this is what actually happened. And so it's, like, protection for both sides. So it'd be stupid for the director not to want that as well. Yeah. So, like, a trusted professional, really. Yeah, yeah like, you'd have a health and safety person in there. Exactly. In, like, so most workplaces, this is kind of the same sort of thing, just for a specific mm-hmm. specific thing that's very important. Well, that's what it says in the article. The intimacy coordinator says that, I'm here to give a voice to actors, especially actors who feel like they don't have one. And I'm also here for the producers to make sure that they know that they're doing their best to make sure the set is safe. So, like, that leads into what you were saying, the first part, how there is somebody who's on the actress's side. Yeah, yeah. I think that's so important. I think it's a huge initiative, and I just think that this is this is going to change the face of equality within Hollywood, I think. I know, I think we're slowly making changes that we need. Yeah, exactly. Hugely positive. Yeah. And as slow as it is, it is in the right direction. At least it's happening. Yes. Yes. Mm. Absolutely. Well, we'll chuck this article up on our Facebook page. You can find us. Just look up The Naughty Rude Show. Have you got any articles that you've read recently that have absolutely blown you away in the way that, I guess, uh, sex and relationships are filmed or seen in Hollywood or in the movie world or even musical theatre? Which is what I like. Um, let us know on Tumblr, the Naughty Rude Show. Tumblr forward slash ask. It's completely anonymous, and you don't need an account to let us know. You're listening to the Naughty Rude Show. Pretty girls cry. That no, that's not. That's a lie. I'm so sorry. All the pretty girls there by Vera <laughs> Blue, and before that we had Sex on Fire by Kings of Leon. You're listening to the Naughty Rude Show on Sin Nation with Dana. Hello, Holly, Hello. <laughs> Ruby, yep. and James. Hello. And uh, Holly's got. I uh, know Ruby's got a bit of a story this week. You went pole dancing for the first time. Yes, I did go pole dancing yesterday morning at 9:30. So oh. I was. Up and early, yeah, yeah. Early not a sexy time. But one of my friends has been doing pole dancing for like about a year or so, and then she got onto it by her friend who'd been doing it for four years. So they've been at it for a while. But they asked me to join in, and I thought, yeah, why not? Like, what's the worst that could happen? <laughs> little do you know. <laughs> little do I know. It's actually a lot tougher than what you think. Like, it looks fairly easy, but 
yeah, like climbing up on the pole and learning all the tricks and you like spin around the pole and yeah. And that's a workout. It is a whole body workout and you may not know this, but the pole actually moves. Yes. Yeah. You get what do you mean? Ones? Yeah. It goes around in a circle or it's like bent it just like and it moves twists. around the room. It twists. Yeah, so you don't have to actually do the spinning at the start, like it can spin for oh, you and you can just hold on with for it. dear life. Okay, yeah. 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 <laughs> Have you done pole dancing before, Holly? Um, so I actually have a pole at my house because my stepmom is really into pole dancing. And yep. funny enough, she was on Ninja Warrior. Ooh. That is true. Yeah. yeah. Um, and everyone always asks, oh, how did you get so fit? Blah, blah, blah. And she'd be like, pole dancing. Yeah. And they were like, no, you know, you're doing something else. She's like, no, I pole dance. Can so we talk about she- this just from the get-go? A lot of people out there might, who li- are listening might think that pole dancing is a sexual exercise, but it's not. It's a great... It's an art um, form. Yeah, it's a way to and get fit. It's a great exercise and it works all of your body muscles. Mm-hmm. So it's not actually sure people have sexualized it in the past and it's seen as a sexual thing, I guess, in strip clubs, but it's actually a very great way to exercise and gain like core muscles and a lot of body strength Mm. because like I'm a lot stronger in my legs than my upper body and so like I can really feel it like underneath my arms it's just like yeah working muscles that I wouldn't work in any other ways so it's just yeah hats off to people who like pole dance no regularly it's just yeah it seems really hard I'd never try it yeah, well, you should actually try it, James, because males can pole dance too. Really? Like the class that I went to was a mixed class, and there were, like, other males not there, but that had been there in previous weeks. And I googled male pole dancers, and it actually came up, and an ex-oil worker hoped to compete in a world pole dancing contest. Good on him! So <laughs> yeah, like, that's amazing. That's great. Yeah, he's a big guy, but he got into pole dancing through his girlfriend, and he just, yeah... So you can be big too? Yeah. I wonder if he has to like tuck his genitals in a, like a special way. That's what I was worried about. Yeah. <laughs> don't you spin around by your upper thigh? I guess it's in between your thighs and not like right where your bits are. I mean, I guess yeah, it depends it on the move, like the move though, because there's other ones where like you're literally holding on with like your upper thighs right near your vagina and like hanging off like vertical I've seen. So like if you had like crown jewels in the way. (laughs) (laughs) Did you learn any moves, Ruby? I learned like a few moves, but I've already like forgotten them because they go so fast. Can you describe a move that you learned? Like where was the pole at this point? So you like hold on to the pole with like your right hand and I'm going to, I can't like. Go and do it in the studio. (laughs) And we'll see if I can describe it for you. So you have like your inside foot. And you just kind of like use that to pivot around the pole and your outside foot is like up in the air. Mm. And then you just like swing and then your feet almost join up together on the other side of the pole. So the pole's in between your legs and then you have to like squat kind of so that they this join together. Yeah. And then, yeah, you move up again. And then another one, you have the pole behind your knee and your thigh and your calf like join up together and you just have the other leg up in the air. Like there's a lot of wow. legs up in the air. I don't mm. know if you guys are like getting this, but yeah. I think that's one of the main reasons why I think people sexualize it and mm. like have created such a stigma about it because it's like, oh, you know, well, if your legs yeah. are open, then you're inviting it or if you're wearing like little clothes because in pole dancing you wear little clothes so you can stick to yeah, the pole. Yeah, you have to wear little clothes because otherwise if you are wearing fabric, it just You'll like, sleep like crazy. Yeah. And if you wear metal or like any jewellery, it scrapes the pole. I thought you meant like metal pants. <laughs> that wouldn't work. So you can't wear like rings or anything no, like that? because it scratches the pole and then it makes it uneven surface. So you can get like a special kind of hand cream stuff that makes your hands really dry and you rub that on mm. the pole as well so it's so when you sweat because you do get really sweaty yeah. pole dancing you don't like slip anywhere do you use so it's not chalk or anything i know in gymnastics they use chalk on your hands no it's something else it's yeah it makes so it's it, wet yeah but then you put it on your hands and it like dries and it makes your hands all like brass colored Mm. Yeah. Mm. Sexy brass hair. <laughs> Edward brass hair. That's like a Wizard of Oz fantasy coming alive. Yeah, but I think it's similar concept to the chalk. So, yeah. But would you guys ever try pole dancing? 
I would. I think I'm more interested in trying like a burlesque class. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like learn a few tricks, like slow and sexy. I don't know. What about I you? would definitely. I've never tried it, but one of my mates does it, and she got the strongest core. We always wondered why she had a six pack. Yeah, that's because she was going to pole twice a week. Yeah, yeah, it's such a hard workout. She's rig ripped, yeah. and it's a great way to also a great social activity because you can get a whole bunch of new friends I know, yeah. and fun friends. Exactly. Yeah, if you're into pole dancing, you're totally fun. Yeah, mm. you are. James, would you ever try pole dancing? Well, well, no, I've never really thought about it or like anything else kind of like that. Mm. Um, yeah, probably not, but no. maybe. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say definitely no. Well, I would recommend for any people listening to definitely mm. check out a pole dancing class. Most mm. of them you can go for free for the first lesson, but mm. don't like quote me on that. But I have a question for James, kind of springboarding off this topic. <laughs> Just about to throw him yeah. through a loophole here. How would you feel about dating someone who maybe pole danced? Like and posted it on social media, or pole dance is like their profession, like maybe as a stripper or or a pole dancing teacher. Yeah, yeah. Well, totally fine, really, because I actually um, there's actually a weird, well, not weird, but like a surprising crossover between like uh, comedians and and strippers and like um, and yeah. um, people in the sex industry and stuff. I know a lot of people that that do that sort of stuff, and it's really uh, you know normalized it for me. It's just another job. Yeah. That's great. That's you're, I didn't know you're that. You're a wise man. Yeah. You didn't realise I was that progressive. I've got an arts degree as well. <laughs> <laughs> Just to brag. <laughs> well, so. I'd spent three years on it. Might as well brag. But yeah, yeah. I'd, 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 I'd be open to that. Well, if you guys have any pole dancing experiences or questions about pole dancing that I'm definitely not educated to answer, but I will try to <laughs> yeah. anyway. Send us a question at thenaughtyrucho.tumblr.com forward slash ask. Or have you ever pole danced full stop? Let us know. Yeah, mm. let us know. Welcome back to The Naughty Rude Show. Uh, I'm Holly and you're here with Holly, Dana, James and Ruby. And I'm Holly, or is that you as well? That's also me, I think. Great. <laughs> Great. Um, you just heard Pole Dancer by Trey Verona. Keeping it spicy. We're going to hit into Tumblr time right now. Yes. So, first question is, my partner is keen to try waking me up with oral. We have spoken about it before and I'm fine and glad we are speaking about it now, but I'm worried that it sets a bad precedent about boundaries and the consent between us. What do you guys reckon? That is sticky. Yeah, opens up a whole new can of worms, this one. I'm huge about consent. So, and I think that each time you have sex, there needs to be... A consent there either mm. um i guess if you're in a relationship there is consent a trusted consent yeah you know every time every time i have sex i don't go um it with you know a partner that you're already in a relationship with or that mm. kind of thing i don't turn around and be like is it okay if we have sex is it okay if i touch you there yeah like it's just kind of from your mood and your interaction it's implied but i don't think personally i would like to be you know sort of uh, good morning. Like, mm. <laughs> I can never unsee that. <laughs> yeah, I think that can be so messy. And I kind of agree with Dana in the sense that, yes, she, like this person has written in saying, I've, I'm fine with it and I've given consent. Previously. Yeah, previously. But I think every time needs new consent. Do you know what I mean? Especially like it expires after every... Like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah your consent period is up. Okay. You need yes. to insert more coins into the parking <laughs> meter. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. So that's James, what I think. What do you think? Well, as 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 what? As just a man? As just a receiver or giver? Yeah. Um, both. What a, well, it's <laughs> All important. All of the above. <laughs> Consent's very important. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if waking up... If the idea is that it's like a special surprise... That's that kind of makes sense, but it it is very hard to um, yeah. get consent that early in the morning. It, there's th- things about you know an altered state of mind. If you're not fully awake and alert, mm. well, I'd I'd personally be very careful. I wouldn't want to. What I wouldn't if it, do that. you were receiving? You got woken up with someone giving you head um, that you knew that you was in your bed the night before. With, yeah, not just like a random, <laughs> random. Person. Yeah, if it wasn't actually a surprise. 
then I guess that would be fine. But it, it, how could it not be a surprise? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, well, I know for per- personally, I'm not awake till at least half an hour after yeah. I actually wake up. I know people that have morning sex like all the time. Like, how do you do it? Because for me, it puts me to sleep for the entire day. My whole day is done. Oh, really? Yeah, I prefer morning sex than nighttime sex. Really? Yeah, yeah. nighttime. I'm just like I'm falling asleep. Yeah, I am yeah. dead woman. Oh catch me, so catch funny. me when I'm up at six. Oh. Then I'm like, whoa, let's go for the day. Maybe coffee first, then. Before the surprise. Breakfast, head. breakfast in bed. Before sex. No, I'm just like roll over, <laughs> roll on top. Let's get this day started. Oh okay, done. You done me <laughs> breakfast. That's oh, hilarious. okay. Yeah, no, I could not do that, and I feel like I wake up the Grinch. Like, you're waking up in a good mood, it seems. Like, ready to the have Grinch sex. The Grinch as in how you look or your attitude? Oh, my attitude. W- waking wake up, up looking like a queen, <laughs> feeling like the Grinch. <laughs> and you just really hate Christmas. <laughs> yes, and every day seems to be Christmas. <laughs> in the morning, before 10 a.m. Don't speak to me before 10 a.m. Let alone have sex with me before 10 a.m. Well, that's a good that's one. Funny. Let us know on Tumblr. Do you prefer morning sex or do you prefer sex at night? Yeah. I'd love to know that. The thenaughtyroodshow.tumblr.com forward slash ask. It's anonymous and you don't need an account. Yes. Do we have another one, Ruby? Yes. Next question is, somebody said, my boyfriend has a different music taste and likes to play some music while we have sex. Like a lot of people, he's really picky and controlling when it comes to the music we play during and even outside the bedroom. The music he plays is really distracting and almost completely destroys the mood for me. What should I do? How do I have the conversation with him to tell him I don't like the music that he plays during sex? Well, I have a story about this. I just want to jump in. My ex used to always play All Star by Smash Mouth. And how can you hear (laughs) that outside of the bedroom ever again? It was like the worst song to play during sex. It's just... All all I can think of when I hear that is Shrek. Exactly. That's (laughs) all I can think of of was just Shrek. Did he have a motivation behind it? Like, did it get get him going? I don't know. He just always Made him feel it. like the king when yeah, he's having that's what I'm a rock thinking. star. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if it's not good for you, then, well, that should be half of the whole thing, shouldn't it? You should be able to speak up. Mm. I mean, that's that's a very hard conversation to have anyway about yeah. playlists. I don't think it is. I reckon you just jump, mate, it's shit song. I'm not in the playing mood for it. it. Yeah. You can Skip. do that, Danny. You're very confident. And, yeah, I and do know like what to you're tell about. Them how it is. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you guys like music, like just in any sort of general sense during sex, or do you think it's just like it puts you off? Doesn't matter what kind of music it is, mm. just music in general. Do you like listening to it during sex? We were talking uh, the other week about how it's kind of your responsibility to play some music if you've got people in the house with you. Mm. You're going to cover yourself up a little bit. But then. <laughs> If you were living out of home at the time, Ruby, everybody would know you're having sex because smash, smash mouth exactly. again. Exactly. I feel like I have my spontaneous, like, my sex is too spontaneous to, like, set up. Like, I'm not going to say, wait there, let me get the playlist out, open Spotify, like, do you know what I mean? But I did plan, like, a romantic thing for a boyfriend of mine and I put on a song and then my dumbass forgot to take it off like playing that one song so I played the one song for like 45 minutes <laughs> and, I, and every time and I hear it now in the moment to stop it. I know because yeah, I'm not going to say hold on let me go get my phone like you're in the moment but oh, now really? that song I, like, I, I do that I'm, <laughs> I'm like I'll be like on top and we'll be like having a great time I'll be like nah and I'll just like half lean off him to get my phone and find a good Spotify playlist because it kills oh the God. mood if it's, like, a bad song. Yeah, but I'm sometimes, like, very logistic when we have... Set. Like, it's not... Sure, sometimes it's hot and steamy and then it, it'll be pre-planned and I'll put on really, like, ballad songs and it's super romantic. And other times I'm just like, nah, need to do... And I'll just, like, roll over and turn something on and he'll be like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so funny. Do you guys have... Actually, I love this topic. I really want to keep talking about it. Do you guys have, a, like, a preferred genre? Or does it depend on your mood? I don't know, man. Do you think that you would have a preferred? Would you would you go for something that's saucier? Oh, or? I love the well like all the songs I've been requesting for like the last few weeks have been like sort of soul and um and like that's sort of R and B and stuff like I I love that sort of, our green is beautiful. Which will yeah, be coming up I don't soon, know. actually. 
that sort I'm, of stuff would probably do it for me. I don't know though. Need to get some data. I was, just, I was just put on like Lana Del Rey. I feel like her songs are like no. Really? That's Holly. like a sad. I don't want to cry. I'm not having sex. No, yeah, but it's like, like a, slow. I'm with you. Yeah. It's like slow and a bit romantic, and I feel like that is when I when we're playing something like that, it'll yeah. be like a deeper connection. Really? Oh, that that's a thought. Sure. Yeah. I feel like the first thing that came to mind was like, um, this like what's it called? Old love or this old love? And it's like we grow old together. It's too cliche. Though. I feel like that's like the kind of sex I like mm. in my head. What, like, is it like sexy up. songs? No, it's and like, like romantic. Spank me song. No, 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 like oh. romantic. Like, let's grow old together. Blah blah. Even oh, if I don't mean if it, even too... if I don't mean it, I still oh, play. That, okay. I still play that kind of song. Well, there you go. There's a little insight for our listeners uh, into <laughs> our sex lives. <laughs> Ruby, do we have any more Tumblr time yes, questions? We do have one more question. And somebody's asked, sometimes with uni work and everything I have to do, I find myself so stressed out. What healthy coping methods do you guys recommend? For me, I feel like it's super important for me to work out. Like, do you know what I mean? Just make that time for myself that, like, get the endorphins going. Yeah. Oh. And I feel like it sets, like, yes. that, like, okay, I can do anything now. Like, you're hyped up. Like, do you know what I mean? Now you're ready to smash mm-hmm. out your tasks. Not, like, for me, like, if I took that time for myself and watched Netflix, now I'm even less motivated than before. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. And what I, you I find myself in a situation, because I'm so busy with so many commitments, um that if I'm busy, I actually get more more things done Mm, because I know that I've only got, for example, a half an hour right now to plan my radio show for tomorrow or um, half an hour to do some work, some uni work or that kind of thing. So I really try to schedule everything in. But I think it's also really important to take, like you said, Holly, to take that time out, whereas, like, I find that I have to sort of start winding down by 9pm and not do anything productive from then unless something's due the next day because otherwise I can't switch off till about 1 or 2am. Yeah, I've got to take a lot of time for myself because I'm a very introverted, introverted person. Uh, I've got to do that. Um, but it, I am learning to be sort of more productive when I'm busy, being busy like that. And I think the main thing for me is just cutting things out that don't need to be there. Get off, get off. You know, any Netflix shows that are just dumb, or less time on social media, and that can make you happier as well. It's good yeah. for you, and get rid of toxic people in your life. It's a good, good time to do it. Ruby, do you have any strategies? I find just like reading a good book, like yeah. just mm. a chapter or so, it just helps you like wind down and just. Do you usually do it at the end of the day, or when you're feeling stressed in the middle of the day? Just at the end of the day, just yeah. to help you like wind down, get ready for bed. Yeah, that's pretty much what I would recommend. Or meditating as well. That's very like, good. How would you go about that if someone has never meditated before? I just like lie down on my back and just like close my eyes and just like picture blackness in my mind yeah just yeah try and fully switch off yeah and try not to think about anything yeah just don't think about anything which yeah. is actually harder than mm. it sounds yeah no, so much harder really yeah like the whole time just thinking think about nothing think about nothing think about nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and then ironically you think about something yeah, yeah. <laughs> that they were great tumblr questions if you have any more send them in we can answer them at the end of this show or next week as well the naughty rude show forward slash ask Ask us anything that you would like to know and we're more than happy to oblige. And coming up, we're actually going to be talking about Cosmopolitan magazine and how it is going to be no longer. So that over the next couple of weeks, we are going to throw a tribute to Cosmo and we're going to be reading out some sex tips and some relationship advice that we find. So this one here is History by Cosmos Midnight. Ooh, yeah. That one there was Tired of Being Alone by Al Green. And before that, Cosmos Midnight with History. And speaking of Cosmo... Yes, Cosmo magazine is no longer. So the last issue of the Australian version will be coming out next month, which is very sad times because it was running for 45 years, I think it was. So on the Naughty Rich we are going to be doing a Cosmo tribute. And for the next three weeks... We'll be bringing you some Cosmo tips, and relationship tips, sex tips, dating tips, just anything that we can find from the sex section in Cosmo that so you we can think hear is relevant. Yeah. yeah, you can hear the flipping of pages. I'm so excited to get in some juicy goss. Yes. No. This one 
that someone has written in to Cosmo about their sex life really blew my mind, so I can't wait to hear what you guys think about it. Um, So this person wrote in anonymously, and in a second it'll be obvious why. Um, I made the mistake (laughs) of telling my man I've had better sex with other guys. How do I recover? The answer to it was tell him you're sorry and you screwed up and explain it takes a while to figure each other out sexually. But, like, how do you recover from that? Like, I feel like that's not a good enough answer. You can't. You can't recover. You're done. Imagine if someone said that. Imagine if your boyfriend said to you, I've had better sex with other people. Because you already feel, like, self-conscious enough about, like, the previous sexual partners. Yeah, I feel like... They've had. Yeah. Even if it's true, like, you never, ever say it. It's, like, one of the things you don't say. Exactly. What do you think? That's like talking about an ex is taboo. You just don't do it. Mm. Really? You don't do it You never do it? Well, I just don't think it's necessary. Like, why would you need... Because then people start making comparisons in their head, even if they don't know them. Yeah, I feel like sometimes it can be, like, good to see, like, why they are who they are in a relationship. Do you know what I mean? Like, or if, if they have baggage? Yeah. yeah. Or if what if you funny... know the ex? Oh, that's when it gets... Mm. See, for me, it's, like, messy. just if it's a funny anecdotal, like, thing. I don't like mine so much. But if it's more, like, sexual, then, yeah, it's a bit of a taboo. Yeah. I yeah. remember... Um, a guy I used to date talk, like would talk about his ex like in a bad light and I'd always think it reflected poorly on him yeah. mm. more than it did her because it's mm. like, uh, yeah. like, why are you still bringing this up A and B? Like, you're trashing her now. But she was once like the most important person in your life. So now if we break up, how are you going to speak about me? Yeah, yeah. Me? So it reflects worse on him, to be honest. But wouldn't you be able to, wouldn't you um, kind of expect that Maybe people have had good, good sexual um, experiences with other people. I mean, I would. I, I think. Like you oh yeah, you probably it, but you have. You don't want to hear about it, and you almost want to go into it naively, thinking you're the best they could ever have. You want to think that you're the best <laughs> they've ever had. I know this is nothing that any of us in this studio can relate to, but also, I guess, in a polyamorous relationship where you're dating multiple people at the same time. Mm. I think it would be interesting to see whether you would talk about, I don't know. I've done that mm. before, like where I've dated two people at once. Um, and for me, it got really hard to track like what I had said to each person. Oh, really? Oh. You know I mean? so couldn't keep I, up with yourself. I couldn't <laughs> keep up with myself. This, it was too stressful. So it was like, have I told them that? I don't know. But I feel like I kind of would bring them up to each other. And there was one instance where I went on a date with one of them and his car broke down. And I was this close to calling the other guy I was dating to come and help and jumpstart the car. Because I knew he was the only person up at that hour. It was like 3 a.m. Yeah. But then it was like that awkward thing where it's like, they both knew about each other. But it's like, how do you tell, like, hey, I'm on a date with this other person. Can you come and help me and then take us home? How did they react to that? Um, I think they kind of saw it as a contest. Do you know what I mean? So oh, they would almost oh. ask... Masculinity con- Yeah, they would almost so ask sad. about each other. I know, it was sad and immature. Obviously, they... I guess all three of us weren't really... We were new to that lifestyle, okay. I would say. Were yeah, they dating I, other people as well? No, they were both, like, in the competition trying to win me over. Oh. So it was like, that's where it got, like, Did one of them sticky. win? One like, of them did win. And I ended up dating him, like... <laughs> What a competition. Well, let's bring it back to the question. Yes. Um, I've made the mistake... Let's repeat it again. I've made the mistake of telling my man that I've had better sex with other guys. How do I recover? I think that you... Like, if you do reply saying that, um, you know, I'm sorry I screwed up and it's taking me a while to get to know how you work, Mm. then every time that you have sex while you're trying to build that relationship into a better place... I feel like there's always that sense of doubt. Yeah, you know, like, they'd always want to be taught, I think. Like, okay, then what do you want? They'd constantly be asking rather than just, like, letting, letting it which go. Which I don't think, animal. hang on, hmm. I don't think that's a bad thing, which is one of our many different no, opinions. I think, no, I think it's a good thing. But I just don't, I don't want them to be, like, so, okay. Caught up in that. Yeah, yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, still do what you want to do. Like, you ask me, like, I can teach you. I feel like I'm good at giving, like, instructions. Yeah. But I don't want it to be, like... They know nothing. I have to teach them everything from scratch. Do you know what I mean? Like, the vagina's here. Touch the clitoris. <laughs> like, that's too much. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's too much. Well, right, I think we should move on to the next one. Yes. Do we have any more Cosmo tips? Yes. Well, something that I found in the issue that I was reading was the actual reasons why guys ghost. 
So 40% is because he's just not that into you. Hang on, let's bring it in. Ghosting is when you... I guess you go on a date with someone and they never... Is it when they don't turn up or is it when they don't message you back? It's they just, when yeah, you when message just, them and they start replying. Oh, or even in, in the real in real life when you organise a date and they don't rock up. I think that's called ghosting as well. Yeah, Isn't when that they just, just like, standing up? Content. Yeah, they stand you up, I guess. Yeah. So what so, are the stats? So 40% he's just not that into you. 30% he's busy exploring other options. 15% he's overwhelmed with work. 10% he doesn't want to rule you in, but he doesn't want to rule you out either. Oh, I feel like that's bigger than 10%. Like, keeping mm. you on the shelf for later. Yeah, and they come back around, like, in a couple like, months, like, hey, no, yeah. like, you still when single? They just want something. Yeah. 5% uh. he's met someone else or gotten back with his ex. And 0.01% he was killed in a tragic accident. Oh. 0.01%. That's a grim turn. I feel like... Point zero. Well, that's quite high. I know that he's really killed high. in a. I think Where do they get these data? Yeah, I think this is a bit dodgy. But how? Yeah, how amazing that only ten percent is because he doesn't want to rule you in or rule you out. But this issue was from February last year, so I feel like. So it's changed. The <laughs> yeah. the scope how changed. much has the world changed since then? In that time, but yeah. Wait. I don't what know. Do I don't know if this is accurate. What have you, like, you guys ever ghosted? You? No, I feel like no, the only time I've, I've obviously not replied to people I'm not interested in from the start. Like, I've never, ever replied. Do you know what I mean? That's so not ghosting, though. Like, how would yeah, you yeah. have meet, met Content. these people then? Like, they what were just on like, Tinder yeah, and stuff. Yeah, like, or they've just messaged you on Facebook. It's like, hey, and then I just never reply. Have you ever given your number out willingly and then not replied to someone who's messaged you? No, I don't really give my number out. I do, though, I do the thing where, like, I say, oh, you can give me your number, and if I'm interested, I'll call you, and then I, like, rip it up and put it in the bin. No. (laughs) No, just, like... (laughs) Don't give a number to Holly, guys. (laughs) (laughs) So I've only done that... I did that once where I gave my number... It was just, like, a rant. He asked me on the street, and we got chatting, and then I... It was, like, a really hugely busy time in my life... Or so I keep telling myself because I feel guilty. (laughs) (laughs) But it was just like, it was coming up to Christmas um, and it was just so busy and there was a lot going on and I wasn't really great emotionally so I just didn't respond once he messaged me and I felt very guilty about Mm. it but I don't know if you'd call that ghosting. I feel like that's not. I feel like it's ghosting if like you've spoken to them before, like yeah. for a while, and then you drop the ball. If you have that <gasps> communication. Remember, this is. I mean, it's different from ghosting, I guess. But one of my friends was completely catfished oh. in that she went out with a guy that she met on Tinder, and um, he used a fake name. He had a girlfriend. Girlfriend. They were sleeping together, and <sighs> she found out later about his girlfriend and. Oh. Like, hugely, like, what that does to a person, you have no idea. Mm. That's insane. Yeah, I have a girlfriend. This brings me back to another story. Not really. There's a guy I used to work with, and we found him on, I guess we have time, and we found him (laughs) on Tinder. So I confronted him, and I said, why are you on Tinder? You have a girlfriend. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And what did he say? He said it was a bet with his mates to see, like, who could get the most swipes. Oh. What a sad, sad sad world. I know. <laughs> I'm loving these Cosmo tips. Let's throw to a track and we'll come back with some more for our tribute to Cosmopolitan magazine. You're listening to the Laurie Rude Show. That was exactly how you are by Paul Park Music at the top and Be About, Be About You by Winston Surf Shirt. Uh, we've got some more Cosmo tips and questions and things. Yes, so now we are going to talk about butt stuff. So, this is a surprise. Yeah, Dana's pretty excited. But first... <laughs> not to <laughs> single around. <laughs> no, I'm super curious. We're no, all curious. pretty excited. Four things you need to know are hygiene. So you need to trim your nails, go to the bathroom, wash your hands first, and then safety. So STIs can be passed between partners 
So you should always use protection, either a condom or a dental dam. Just quickly, do any of you guys know what a dental dam yeah, is? Yeah, so no a idea. dental dam is like a sort of rubber device that you put in, that she puts inside her. Okay. So rather than using a condom, it like traps it from her side rather than from oh, his side. Oh, that's yeah. how it works. It's like a female so a dent- condom. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like a female similar. condom, similar, yeah, right. but it was like huge in sort of like the 60s and 70s, that kind of thing. Okay. Um, next up is comfort, so you need to make sure that you have lots of lube because unlike the vagina, your bum isn't self-lubricating, which is important. But also, that. can we appreciate how amazing vaginas are? Yes. Good Just like job. self-lubricating, job. a little pocket of fun. <laughs> Just, you know, you carry them around <laughs> with you wherever you go, so like, you can just, I just think they're great. Me All too. for vagina appreciation. Yes. yes. And lastly, relax. So if you are too anxious, your sphincter muscles can tense up. So you need to like make sure that you're in the zone for butt stuff. Thanks, Cosmo. This is the sort of thing that you would not really get anywhere else exactly. years ago. And now exactly. they're closing. <sighs> Missing out on like vital information. Yeah, so if you guys out there want to make sure that you get hold of all this information, go to every op shop you can and really collect those Cosmos. These are going to become collector's <laughs> editions. I know. <laughs> or alternatively, you could write into the Naughty Rich yeah. <laughs> 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 com forward slash ask. Well, a but few of the... Some of the oral moves that it says in here is before you head downtown, give your partner a relaxing butt massage, lick their cheeks, then slowly brush your lips against the opening working in a circular motion. Or you can experiment with your tongue by using the tip to trace circles or the alphabet or run the... The alphabet! Yeah, the alphabet. (laughs) Make sure you learn your alphabet before you go downtown. Yes. (laughs) And wouldn't you be thinking of Sesame Street? Oh, that's where the song comes from, isn't it? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Lastly, again, using the dental dam, you can insert your tongue inside and delicately thrust in and out. So. Oh, so you use the dental dam externally, I guess. I think so. I think that's what it means. So I guess it's just a protective layer between the penis and the butt. Yes. Yes. Or the tongue. Yeah. Um, and if you are the receiver, it says you start with vaginal play to get turned on or even climax, which can help you relax. Once he heads around back, though, <laughs> the vag is off limits. So yes. have your guy insert just the tip. That is so important. Yeah. Really? Because a lot of guys don't know. One at a time. But no, because if you go at the back door and then you go in the front door, you can spread UTIs. And a UTI is a urinary Ooh. tract infection and they are so painful for girls and they often take quite a while to go away. So it's like an infection that you get from being unclean or something like that. So if you go back door, front door, no go. Yeah, no, strong no go. Even like, I feel like... Even a finger, no go. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of people do like accidentally go into the wrong hole. Personally, that's never happened to me, but like a lot of my friends tell me that. Accidentally, no, it happened to me because, like, (laughs) with the position, and because I was like really wet as well. It just, yeah, it was so painful, so so painful. But then after that, you can't go back to having regular intercourse, like vaginal. Or you did. Well, like it was no. (laughs) (laughs) It was just the tip, so it was like okay, but it was still yeah, so Ah! painful. That's what it's and that no, says. That's yeah, a no, no. I don't think that surprise butt stuff is okay because you're right. I've heard it can be very painful if it's a surprise. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, like accidentals one thing, then they feel bad. I was but. crying. It, like, yeah. Oh. Very painful. You need to be prepared for butt stuff. Like, lube is so important. And consent is so yes. important. No morning surprise butt stuff. No. <laughs> that's a no. double whammy. Yeah. What other cosmopolitan tips do we have in our mags? Mm. So this one, this person wrote in asking that pretty much is it okay to masturbate to a fantasy of their ex? And then um, the response they got was not at all, which blew my mind because I guess I can see both sides in the sense that not at all, whatever gets you going, gets you going. And I guess you have the right and ownership of those memories. Mm-hmm. So revisit them as you please. But on the other hand, I feel like if that was me fantasizing about my ex, I would actually feel guilty, like I'm almost emotionally cheating on them. 
Does that make I sense? I think that's emotionally cheating. On yeah. if you're with someone at the moment. Yeah, yeah, sorry. If you're with someone at that moment. And I think emotional cheating is just as bad as physical cheating. If you're actually emotionally invested in someone else and you're dating yeah, yeah, feel guilty. Yeah. New, then why are you dating someone new if you're fan like yeah, don't do that to the new partner. Mm. Ruby? Yeah, I reckon it's like I feel like yeah, it is emotional cheating, but it's hard to say that it's like wrong because if they haven't mentioned it out yeah. loud, you'll never know anyway. It's exactly. hard in your own that's, head because it can be anyway. Yeah, that's the so scariest part of it all. Yeah, that you'll never know like what someone else is thinking about. It's tricky to answer that question. Is that yeah. scary or is that just safer to keep it that way? <laughs> well, I get because I guess if that was voiced out loud, you're just hurting the other person. Do you know what I mean? If it yeah. means nothing. If it's just, like, a sexual memory that you're just visiting. Because for some people, like, sex is very distant to emotions. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's a good way of putting Mm. it. If it's just something that maybe it was a time, maybe something like uh, doing it in places where you think you're going to get caught and that's an experience you have with a past partner, so you think about that, and maybe you haven't done that with a current partner. Yeah. But I also feel like it's kind of, uh, depending on how long you've been with the new person, it's kind of your... Not responsibility, but what's what I'm looking for? Not responsibility, but you should want to kind of put them in that situ- like introduce them to your kinks and what turns you on. Yeah, yeah, that's you know fair. what I mean. So I kind of like not replace those memories, but to have them a part of your to have new ones, fa- yeah, and better ones to have them a part of your that. fantasy. Because I yeah. feel like if not, then you're just going to be thinking about the past all the time. Yeah. 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 Move forward. Yeah, well, well put, James. Yeah. <laughs> little tidbit. That, that's that's my two cents. Yeah. <laughs> it's also important though to be like authentic to yourself and your kinks. Do you know what I mean? Yes. yes. Be honest. Be true. Hmm. Yes. Don't picture your ex. <laughs> that's our three bits of advice. Amen. I think that's all for this segment. Yeah, I think we've covered. A lot. Yeah, we'll be There'll back be next, next week, week with more Cosmo tips, though. So make sure to tune in. Yeah, if you have any, if you've got an old Cosmo magazine at home and you want to send us in one of the tips that they do say in the sexy section or in the relationship section, let us know the naughtyrudeshow.tumblr.com forward slash ask. It's completely anonymous, and you don't need an account to sign in and send shoot us your questions or your Cosmo tips. But I'm excited for the weeks to come. I know, it'll be fun. It's like giving even us advice. Yeah. The advice we can't give yeah, advice we can't give you, Cosmo's giving us. Yeah. This is Naughty Rude. And that is all from us tonight. So thank you for listening to the show with me, Ruby, Holly, Dana and James. You can catch up on the podcast. We're on Omni, iTunes, sin.org.au or your favourite app store. And the Tumblr's always open. You can ask us anything for next week. The Naughty Rude Show.tumblr.com forward slash ask. Twitter at Naughty Rude. Search us up on Facebook. We're the Naughty Rude everywhere you go. And we're going to be back at the same time next week, 8 till 10 Sundays on Sin Nation. Same people, yes. Yes, yes we're we'll back. Well, we'll, we'll, be, we'll have grown a little bit. And in we'll that have, time, but we'll, we'll be pretty much questions. the same. Yes. Yes. Exactly. So thanks very much for listening. We're right across Australia, Sin Nation. I'm James, and this is Dana and Holly Hello. and Ruby. <laughs> Hello and goodbye. Thank you for listening. It's been so much fun. Looking forward to catching you guys next week with our next so, 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 so,